Hello, good evening, everyone. Welcome, John Henry Soto here, along with George Batista. Welcome to Counterparts. We're very excited. Today, we have... <laughs> this is someone who's going to blow your mind because she is so dynamic. Um, her, her name is Patricia. I'm going to say this right. Alcevar, right? Now, that's how it's Spanish, but I've heard it also pronounced... See, uh, uh, anyway, we're gonna ask her exactly, but she also goes um, by Patty Boom Boom. I don't know if she's still using that name, but I love it because she is kick ass and she is boom boom. She can, she's amazing. So we're very excited today, George. Thanks for being here because uh, you know I know you you know I had to get you parole, but I'm glad you're here and everything <laughs> is excited. So <laughs> let's make this happen. All right. Thank you, everyone, for being here. We are really excited. I mispronounce a lot of names in this. Uh, I even mispronounce George's name sometimes. Yes. Um, and it does happen. But again, we're very excited. Mm -hmm. I bring a, a Patty in a, in a second here. Uh, first, George, I want to turn it over to you because we want to give some love to our sponsor. And uh, take it away, Jorge. Thank you, sir. Hope the cops don't come uh, take me out of here before I again. finish. Again, hate when that happens. All right. So as always, the Counterpart Show is brought to you by Wellness Resources, a family-owned and operated nutritional supplement company providing the highest quality clinically formulated supplements since 1985. Find out why Wellness Resources supplements are the top choice of health-conscious individuals around the world. Their supplements are amazing, let me tell you. Make sure you go to myvitaminresource.com to check out all the supplements that they have. And by the way, if you enter the promo code counterparts, you will get free shipping on your order. And on top of that, for the month of March, they have a promotion where you will get 25% off of their daily supplements, which I use daily. So uh, absolutely. So again, check them out at myvitaminresource.com. All right, so let's talk about our amazing guest today. So there's so many things I can say. I'm just going to read a snippet of, of what she's done because it's just incredible. But we're we're, today we're talking to Patty Alcivar here, and she's a women women's boxing champion, ambassador of sports and health for the United States Embassy, marathon runner, climber, and alpinist. As a boxer, she won two New York City Golden Gloves titles and was named the U.S. Olympic Committee's Boxer of the Year in 1997. Aside from her time in the boxing ring, she has tested her endurance, running both the New York City and Boston Marathon many times. Patty's dream is to be the first Latina from Queens, New York, to climb the seven summits of the world, which are the highest peaks in each continent. She has already reached the highest summits in South Africa, Europe, North America, and Africa, along with inspiring others to achieve their goals. She also continues to work on her own goals, which includes completing uh, completion of her upcoming memoir, Courage, the book. And we are absolutely honored to have her on this program. So ladies and gentlemen, Patricia Alcivar. All right, <laughs> Patricia, thank you so much for being here. 
No, thank you for having me. And, um, you know, on the note of my last name, um, I just, I'll share a quick funny story. I was getting ready for the nationals. I was warming up and, you know, when uh, the nationals, uh, you know, one of the biggest, most prestigious competitions in boxing in the United States. And my coach at the time was super focused and he's, he's usually a clown, but when I was getting ready, uh, warming up, he's like, you know, all focused and we're there, you know, I'm punching the, the mitts and everything. And this the announcer comes and he's like, I have an urgent question. And then my, my, my coach is like, okay, what is it? He's like, is it Alcivar or Alcivar? Ah. <laughs> Super he's like, important. He's like, who the f cares? But I was like, it's Al. Well, I was like, it is Alcivar. But if you're saying it in Spanish, it's Alcivar. Alcivar, so, right? So, yeah. so, so, so he had. I, you know, <laughs> I give him credit that he came and he asked at least. That's actually uh, really good of him. Yeah, he actually took the time and uh, and yeah, that's actually important. You know, it's uh, we've learned a lot, especially in those events. Uh, I think John Travolta a couple of years ago butchered like somebody's name when he. Yeah. Adina Menzel. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like brutal, brutal. But yes, very, very cool. Uh, so thank you so much for being here. Like George said, you know, in in the bio, reading the bio was that there's way too much. We it was like <laughs> we don't, you know, we mentioned this, mentioned that, but you know, it's just like an amazing uh, um, dynamic life that you're li living right now. No, and I I, I appreciate <clears throat> it, and it's very humbling, even you know, um, to when I do some podcasts or, or these interviews to hear that. And sometimes it doesn't seem to me like, like, you know, like true that I did all those things, but right. <laughs> you know, I think that one of the things it, that keeps me going is that, you know, you should, at least for me, you should always strive to, right. you know, keep doing better and, you're only my thought has always been you're only as good as your last performance so right. but yeah. but those are good reminders of what the human spirit is possible capable of doing 100 absolutely 100%. yeah so i i, I i'm curious too because i know you also <laughs> did martial martial arts when you were young as well right and um so did was how, how did that mindset come about what did it start early on or did you develop that later on so you know uh, i i think it's every uh is different for every every person every athlete um i so i come from a a a, a tough a tough upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, my my parents were very strict, especially my father. My father, you know, uh, spoke to me with his belt. Um, right. Yeah, like like uh, definitely on the abusive side. So mm -hmm. um, it, it it definitely was something that scarred me to a certain extent, um, and I I was always drawn to um to i was always drawn to sports but not just any sports like to me the the more the the more challenging the more i was attracted to it and um and 
I was diagnosed with AD, a mild case of ADD when I was around six years old. Um, I was always too much energy in school. And my parents at the time um, had very little resources. Um, so the school counselor advised my mom to at least try an extracurriculum activity. And um, so they have, so my parents worked as maintenance workers and they had a free ballet program at their jobs and they were like okay let's try that and um that kind of sort of worked but you know i i i did as as well as i could and that program was over um my father was removed from my home when i was 10 years old and um you know, I, I needed like something. And I remember going, passing by a martial arts school. And, mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that I fondly remember doing on Saturday afternoons was watching Bruce Lee movies. Right, yes. right, right. And I was like, you know, I, I just remember just watching those movies and just like being in awe of the kicks. And I was like, I want to do that. And my mom was like, well, uh, I can pay for some of it, but you're going to have to, you know, mm -hmm. see how you can contribute to it. So my first job um, was delivering the daily newspaper to the residents of Queens. Wow. And in order to do that, um, I had to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to get the paper and then start my route before school. So that's how like, like I wake up super early <laughs> still, <laughs> and, um, but it came from that. Like, yeah. um, yes. so it started as young as like when I was like 10, 11 years old. Wow. Wow. So, um, yeah. So, but you know, um, at the time I was just like, I was upset that my mom, was just like, well, you're going to have, if you want to do that, you're going to have to contribute to it. But it taught me like the, uh, really the worth of every, you know, the importance of every dollar, of earning right. a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Exactly. And my favorite days were Sundays because the, the little old ladies, the grandmas would give me like, you know, one, two, three dollar tips nice. on Sundays. Mm -hmm. um, but I, you know, I, I learned to pay a uh, contribute for my martial arts and um, practicing martial arts. I started off with Taekwondo mm -hmm. and um, my, even my personality like changed um, because of the intensity of the sport. And um, I loved it and I wanted more. So I switched from Taekwondo to Shotokan mm -hmm. and, then from, and then from Shotokan to Kyokushin, which is right. full contact. Right. And, um, and I took it as far as I could. I won the world championship in 1995 in Manhattan Center. Wow. Um, the women's lightweight division and um it was again it was uh, a wonderful experience um and i you know my discipline and you know focus it all originated from there i believe wow. so um so uh and and because of my personality i feel like you know once i won the world title there i was like okay <laughs> now what <laughs> I, I i i 
it was just something I think in my DNA that is just wanting more. It's like, okay, I, I came to do what I had to do. Now let's move forward. Yeah. Uh, but, but martial arts was definitely, um, you know, a, a, a wonderful sport and it's some amazing discipline focus, you know, just, uh, just everything you can name um, comes yeah. from, from the, from that sport. And it's actually incredible. I have a 12 year old daughter and uh, George has a well, how old is she? She's 16. 16. 16. So we, we know the, the importance of teaching the kids discipline and work yes. and like, right. You know, right. when they, you know, and, and that whole thing. So from an early age, you had that. Where where was the transition from the uh, martial arts and into into the boxing? Was that so? Um, <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I, I did martial arts for for a while um, and then I left. I left my home when I was like 15 years old. Um, it was just too much um and one of the things that i craved was like peace and i didn't have that at home so um i left home when i was 15 i i rented a room um from an 80 year old woman uh in jackson heights so i was working after school at a sneaker store making like 60 bucks a week 80 bucks a week and I was paying like 60 bucks a week in this in this room so I barely had enough money for food transportation so I you know so but it was I remember being in that room and being like you know what it's a tiny room I'm eating cornflakes for dinner but right. I'm in peace Right. Uh, right. So my one of my first job, one of my first jobs in in the working world was at a place, and and you know, not to jump around, but everything in this lifetime happens for a good reason. Mm -hmm. uh, my first job was at a place called Sanctuary for Families, which is a domestic violence shelter. Ah. And that place taught me about the vicious cycle of domestic violence and everything. And, and, you know, knowledge is the first step of breaking that cycle in your family. So, um, so I was working there and uh, this place called the new school offered the staff uh, free classes. So I was like, okay, um, you know, I was like looking through the catalog and of course what jumps out at me, the, <laughs> the art of boxing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the art of boxing. And wow. when I was, when I was a kid, um, <clears throat> the, only, the only thing that my father allowed us to watch on TV on Saturday night on Telemundo was boxeo. Uh, so, yeah, I remember well, I those days. <laughs> yes, and I remember like you know, like the Bruce Lee movies, like being like hypnotized. Like I watched it and I liked it. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, I've been wanting to do something other than martial arts. I'm going to take this class. So I sign up and um, I go to my first class, and my heart just like broke when you know we're there and it was more like a box aerobics class 
Oh, okay. So, uh, so, so the instructor, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the instructor afterwards is like high fiving everybody, and they're like, "Okay, see you next week." And he's gonna, and he's about to high five me, and like, you know, I like I leave him hanging, and he's like, uh, and he's like uh, "Hey, kid." And I was only like 16 at the time. And he was like, hey, kid, what's what's up? Why you leave me hanging? Yeah, what's your problem? <laughs> and I was like, I thought this was a real boxing class. Like, I thought we were going to fight. <laughs> and then I was like, I, you know, I am a martial artist and I wanted to better my punches. I want to, you know, I want to fight. So he, he was like, um, let me see what you have. Throw any punch and I'll block it. So this guy, my coach, is 6'5", 6'6", 250 pounds, ginormous guy. And I'm punch punching and I'm, on I'm only 5'4". And he's blocking everything hard. But for martial arts, I knew that no matter how big you are, the one place you cannot build muscle is your solar plex. Right. So I found an opening and I hit him with everything I had right in his solar plex. So this wow. six five guy, like he doubled over. And he's like, you know what? <laughs> Women <laughs> women's boxing became legal in New York City in 1995. Mm. And um he's like wow. he's Isn't like he's like the New York City Golden Gloves is like a big deal in new york city and women are allowed to fight there they just yeah so he's like if you want i'll train you and we'll you know i'll we'll enter and see how you do so i was like that's what i want to do and wow. that, that's wow. where it all started and um once i you know you know he trained me and um and i i you know i i happen to be to happen to be good and um you know once i won the the new york city golden gloves twice and the nationals i i was the first um person male or female that he trained and um and when i won the usa um nationals that inspired him to open up his own gym so uh -huh. it was yeah, it was it was it was it was definitely a journey, not only for me but the people that surrounded me. So it was, uh, so it was it was definitely you know uh, life changing. Boxing, I think, um, is 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 seen as a violent sport because the ultimate goal is to knock your opponent out. You know, right. it's. Right. And it's either knock them out or get knocked out. It's a, it's a, it is a brutal sport that way. But um, you know, I remember when I when I first really started like sparring, and I hit my my sparring partner, and she her nose was bleeding, and it like it like startled me. I was like, yeah. and I stopped kind of punching, and my coach. He like pulled me aside and he was like, listen, when you see blood, you go after it like a tiger. <laughs> and you're like, huh? <laughs> I, I did it not 
because I hated my opponent or I had hate. Right. I, I did it because I wanted to challenge myself and, right. and there was a way of me building my own self-confidence. Uh, growing up in an abusive um, childhood, um, my confidence, my self-esteem was, was shot, was non-existent. Right. So, and no one, no one thought that I could possibly do something or accomplish something like that. So to me, it was me battling my own demons right. And, right. and building and building what was never there. Yeah. So, but I never felt hate for my opponent right. or or anybody <laughs> for that right. matter. Right. Right. Uh, so, to me, it was a hard concept for me to like see blood and then like finish them off. You right. know. Um, so it was um, it was definitely a skill or a switch. Yeah. Um, and, and I learned to do that, you know, once that bell rang, it's like, okay, um, I can't have compassion and I have to, you know, the, 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 the person in front of me represented my dreams, my goals and, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and so, so yeah, so it, 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 it took a lot. And, and yeah. to this day, I use all the lessons learned from you know from the ring and i try and apply them you know um as an alpinist currently now you know um it's kind of sort of the same thing in a sense that you're at a high altitude you're so tired and fatigued and hungry and you know you're battling um um high altitude um um, headaches and fatigue and hunger so that represents you know in a way you know this this opponent in the ring yeah yeah and yeah. you know the the secret to moving forward is to be able to take all that discomfort and keep moving forward right, right. you know many people ask me like you know um how do you do it and and part of it you know part of it there's a lot of things that go into it but I'm, you know, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. So, yeah, so, yeah. so, yeah, I think in a way, it, 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 I think it's amazing how all these, these sports have um, many things in common. Yeah. And if, you know, if you, if you learn how to put, you know, pain and discomfort aside and 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 use your your you know your quote unquote your why and your you know your strength you could keep moving forward yeah absolutely. yeah i love that and it takes us uh back actually how we're here today with uh, with patty um years ago and you i don't you, i'm sure you remember the fight but this is how i actually saw her i was watching bro uh broadway boxing oh yeah and this was uh, this was very uh, years and years ago i mean many maybe even 10 years ago at, at this point but i was watching this fight and she was crushing she was doing so well and it was like a done deal we knew i knew she was gonna win and they gave it to the other yes and, and you know i was like <laughs> i was so pissed off george i was so pissed off that i literally went online to find Patty 
<laughs> to tell her, I think it was, I don't know, Facebook or Twitter, wherever it was, but to make it a point that you were robbed so badly in this fight. And she kind of was like, say, yeah, you know, I, I, it was definitely, it was one of those fights where you know you knew she was up on points. Right. You knew she was up. The, the point thing was not even a question. Like, I knew she was up in points. You know, so I, I was like so crushed. But that, that was actually what what propelled me to actually reach out and be like, <laughs> you're such a great fighter. That was so your fight. I was like, oh, I couldn't believe that. And, you know, and, and, and life is unfair. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot, a lot of things like that happen. It was unfair. It was my first, um, I was, uh, I was undefeated up until that point. Wow. And um, yeah, those judges, I was like, <laughs> no, but it wasn't, it wasn't doing their names. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> so it wasn't even about that. And I learned, I learned, I was so naive in that sense that, you know, uh, I wasn't. Uh, re- I wasn't represented. I represented myself. I was self-managed. Mm-hmm. Right. And the other girl, Keisha, I remember, um, she was represented by Ludabella. Um, oh wow! Ludibe- oh, yeah. wow. Ex- yes. ex- yeah. Exactly. If if you're a Ludabella fighter, mm-hmm. yep. you're no matter no matter what, you're I'm not lose. You're not losing. You're not right. losing. Even wow. if you, know, you I didn't lost- even think about that. I, yeah. I- yeah, if you're if you're represented by Lou DeBella, even if you lost, you're not losing. And um, and again, I was undefeated. Wow. And I uh, like you said, I clearly um, I had so many people come to that fight, and like it was a shock. I like it was a shock. The audience, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, yeah. No, you know Dude, who was there? No. Um, I like. Uh, right before that fight, I was interviewed by um, the Yankee ne- Network. It was mm-hmm. on the yeah, it was on the Yes Network. Yes Network, right? And they were like, "What just happened?" <laughs> you know, yeah. And they were like, "Call the call, call the cops because you were." <laughs> yeah, dude, it was like the audience gasped. They were like, "Oh, like it and, was like just." And yeah. then they just, they took the fighter immediately out. Like wow. right, she was immediately wrapped up, and they just left because yeah. it was like it was yeah. like clear thing, that she was and robbed. The thing is that you know uh, those are very difficult things to just like pick yourself up, and 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 I knew that I knew that I gave it everything, and I even knocked her down. Yeah. Um, like before, before the before the end of the, the last round, so it was it was th- those are the things that you know it, it just happened. It's part of life, and to get myself back up and say, okay, I just gotta keep you know moving yeah. forward. And a few fights after that, I won. I wanted to. I won. I won yeah. that belt. Right, 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 right. I, nice. I, 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 I picked myself up, and you know, and I was, uh, uh, yeah, I was. That's the New York State title. So um, it, it, it definitely um, was was uh, you know when you win one of those titles, it's yours forever. Nobody's right. gonna take it away from you. Right. And I remember. Right. That you know, a, a while back before that, I was seeing a sports psychologist, which is like, you know, all elite athletes have a sports psychologist. Mm-hmm. And I remember his name, Bob Swope. Um, 
I remember that one uh, on, during one of our sessions, he was like, so tell me what is bothering you? You know, why aren't you able to focus the way you want to? And I'm like, well, I just, I don't want to lose, um, you know? And then he's like, what is it that you don't, that you don't want to lose? I'm like, well, you know, I'm defending my title. And I'm like, and he's like, okay, I'm going to stop you right there. You're, you won a title or you won many titles and you're a champion and no one will ever take that away from you. So you're not defending anything. Right. You are and will always be a champion. No one will take that away from you. And that and that right there changed my 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 outlook, my mentality, everything. And like the minute I realized what he was saying was true. It's like, okay, you know, um, till the day I die, I will always be, you know, that champion. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was, that, that, that was definitely, that's you great. Know, that was yeah. Yeah. Great that, words. Those yeah. were definitely great words. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, George, I'm sorry. I'm jumping in here. I know you, you had a question too. That's yeah, okay. Uh, because we talked earlier before we, we went live, we talked a little bit about mental strength and, you know, when you go through something like that, overcoming that, those challenges, you know, um, and then, and then going and winning the, you know, winning those championships, you know, and you mentioned, uh, your, the, the psychologist, you know, helping you with that. What was, you know, what, what else in you, like, you know, that, that kind of ignites that just keeps you going. You talk, you know, we, we talk a lot about keep moving forward, right? Like that famous Rocky speech, right? From the movie, you know? Right. Um, and it's such a powerful, it's so true. You know what I mean? It's like, you got to take all the hits, but you got to keep moving forward, right? Um, what was it about it? You know, what goes through your mind when you think about like for a second, or does it ever even enter your mind that you have a doubt if you can do something? Does that even come enter your mind? Uh, absolutely. I think that, you know, so many things um, come into play here. You know, you have to be humble enough to realize or to seek help if you need it or, you know, or, or know where it is that you have to improve. And I knew that, you know, as an athlete, you know, there's definitely things that I can work on. And, you know, um, although for me, one thing that has never um, lacked in my life was a desire. I've always had the desire, the passion. It's always like I, I as far as I can remember, I've always been a dreamer. You know, since I was a kid, my mom used to be like, you know, this kid is always like, you know, wanting to do these crazy things. And I, part of it is just my personality, my, my, my ADD, but it's just, you know, it's just, I, I've, I have always been a dreamer. I've always wanted to, um, to accomplish what, you know, defy the odds, what people, you know, didn't think I was capable of doing. So, so the desire, the passion has always been there, but sometimes, um, you know, definitely self-doubt, like, you know, I want to do this, but could I? And then I think the other part of it is faith, you know, mm -hmm. just faith is like, okay, I want to do this. I know I can, um, but, you know, statistically, 
sometimes with the boxing, you know, um, I, you know, losing when I wasn't supposed to lose, when I really did win and I lost anyway, you know, I think that's when my spirituality came into, into play. Because I remember after that, you know, my first loss, which really wasn't a loss, but, you know, they, uh, the judges, you know, didn't give it to me. I remember going home and, um, and crying and praying and saying, I didn't deserve to lose, but I lost anyway. Mm. And, um, and I think that, you know, uh, crying, praying, and, you know, just letting, you know, the powers above that for me is God, you know, just do his magic and just do whatever he 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 does best and you know and open my heart and my mind to just see things more clear and i you know i remember talking to my coach um and saying i didn't lose and he's like that's right you didn't lose so what are we going to do we're going to go back to the gym and we're going to work even harder and the next time you fight you're not going to leave it in the judge's hands Right. You're going to win every right. round and you're going to knock this chick out and you're not, you're not, you're not going to leave it in the judge's hands. That's what you're going to do. So, <laughs> so, you know, that's what I did. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, and, 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 you know, you're, you're never, whether it's in the ring, out of the ring, you know, it's not only in sports, you know, it could be in, in your job, in your life, whatever, you're never out of the fight, you know, right. you just got to keep getting up and keep moving forward. So, um, so, yeah. so yeah, so I'm grateful, you know, even the losses taught me a lot, even, sure. even, you know, um, that wasn't the first unfair fight that I that you know that I lost you know I lost like three three fights in my professional career and they were all like bogus it was uh mm -hmm. definitely because I wasn't um you know represented properly um and and each one of those hurt like it really stung and they were really um you know uh they were life-changing in their own way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think one of my, my last fights um, where the, you know, I went to the girl's hometown. It was um, in Texas, uh, Laredo, Texas, mm -hmm. um, on the border of, you know, of Mexico. You throw a rock and you can see the border of Mexico without right. real, really wow. and um and we fought in like in the, the their version of madison square garden and we were the main event as wow. well wow. so wow. it was like a big deal it was like a big deal it was uh it was for a world title and um and in boxing <laughs> yeah everything the uh, you can literally get away with murder because the first time is always a warning but in boxing if at the end of the four, before the end of the fourth round, if there's an accidental headbutt, it's a ruled a no contest. Mm -hmm. So 
I was winning the first four rounds and right uh, in her hometown and right before the end of the fourth round. And I, I'm tall for my division. The This particular girl was like in the face-off. Um, she was like, I had to, I remember having to look down at her. She jumped up and headbutted me and uh. gave me a six inch gash right above my left eye. You can see, you can actually see my bone. And, <laughs> and the doctor stepped in, stopped the fight. It was ruled a no contest. That's so, bad. yeah, it was, it was blatant. Everybody gasped and, every, and you know, people came just like this other fight that you saw on yeah, TV. Yeah. Everybody was like, she did that on purpose. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure her, yeah, I'm sure her corner was like telling her, you're not yeah. going to win. You're losing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, and you it was right before, right literally seconds before the end of the fourth round. She jumped up and headbutted me. So she was so, uh, desperate. Oh my yeah. God. So, but <laughs> I know that that fight was there. Um, so if you get hit, or, or have such a vicious cut the way I did, you have to take mandatory time off from boxing because if you get hit in that same spot again, it yeah. will open up again. Mm -hmm. So that was when I took the time off from boxing and um, I, I, I was introduced to the world of mountaineering. Yes. And, I want to um, talk about this. <laughs> and amazing. I, at the time, I was working for a very, uh, what's the word? <laughs> uh, I was working for a very uh, notable, wealthy uh, family. Family <laughs> who, um, who, who, re who I was doing a lot of translation work and huh. stuff and required me to travel. And I remember that, you know, on my birthday weekend, uh, my boss at the time was like, I need you to fly to Utah and do some work for me. And I'm like, on my birthday weekend? And wow. she was like, listen, I'll make it worth your while. I just really need you to come to Utah with me. And I was like, okay. Um, so I went and, uh, you know, I did all this work. And on the next day, someone knocks on my door and it's this guy. <laughs> and he's like, I'm, you know, happy birthday. I'm going to take you on your birthday. Uh, gift and I, I was totally confused, but it was my first um, mountain climb oh. in Utah. Wow! And I remember, uh, you know, like, you know, when we were climbing, it was my first time using crampons, ice axe, and everything. And we were halfway through, and he said to me, "You know, first time climbers, this is where they usually turn around." Um, and I'm like, yeah, but this is only halfway. Where's the summit? He's like, well, you see those ridges? There's two more behind that. Yikes. And he's and I was like, and I was like, I want to keep going. And he's like, are you sure? There's no shame in turning around. And I'm like, I, I I'm definitely feeling the altitude, but I, I wanna keep going. And we summited. We summited wow. um um this Toledo, Toledo Peak. And he said that it, you know, none of his first-time climbers had ever done that. And I remember, you know, um, just 
feeling something that I had never felt before um, through the challenge, the discomfort, the pain. Um, I felt cleansed. That's yeah. the word. I felt cleansed. Like I felt like I had let it all out. And, and when I reached the peak, I felt like this, you know, real closeness <clears throat> to my higher power. Yeah. And it was addicting. And I could not stop thinking about, you know, climbing again. So uh, a few months after that, I booked my first expedition in Ecuador. And, you know, I was able to summit those, uh, those mountains um, over there. And I remember asking the guide, I was like, okay, I don't want this journey with the mountains to end. Um, how do I just not do that? And he's like, well, it's tough for you because you live at sea level. You live in New York City. But when you go home, research the seven summits. That might be something that will keep you very busy with the mountains. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. I came back home. I researched it and saw that the seven summits are the highest peaks in each continent. Um, and I, you know, although it might seem impossible or extremely challenging, it, it definitely was something that I felt was my calling. So, you know, so I, I, I decided to, to go for it. And um, so far, you know, I have summited four of the seven uh, so far. <laughs> And um, yeah, so in, it, it's I, I think that um, you know being uh, here from Queens. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> coming to George. Trust, trust, yeah, trust me, we're all we're from the Bronx. We're all used to that. <laughs> so I, I think that you know, God willing, that I'm able to complete. Um, this this goal, um, it would be great for the community, my community, Queens, because I would become the first Queens resident and Latina um, to wow. do that. So it'll be something good for the community. I think it would be great for New York City. Period. So yeah. Um, so so yeah. So that's been my focus uh, lately. That's amazing. How do you, I want to show oh, there somebody. she is. Look at that. That's yeah. um, amazing. I'm wondering, wow. the, you know, one of the things or the probably the one thing that stops a lot of people from doing stuff like this is the fear. Yeah. How do, how do you conquer that fear? And you're, you're prepping before you're doing it. How do you get past that? So, um, you know, fear, um, even like definitely even more so well with all of these things uh but i i remember in boxing um i remember my first ever golden gloves fight i fought in uh the preliminaries was in holy cross high school here in queens oh, wow. and um i was uh it was 16. I was super, yeah. And it was my first, you know, first boxing fight ever. And I remember my coach's brother 
you know, it, it was, and, and women's boxing was new. And, um, and I remember it was six of us, but on that night, only two of us was going to fight. And, you know, they make us go into this room and, you know, and pick out numbers from this bag. And only number one and two were going to fight each other. Everybody else got a buy that night. Mm -hmm. So, of course, <laughs> well, I, I drew number one. And the girl that drew number two was a girl that was much older than me. She was like in her late. 30s and she had what? like this big scar down her cheek and i kid you not her last her last name her last name was barboza and she had just come out of prison <laughs> and and she was and and and, and she was yes i swear and she was very masculine like we all thought it was, she was a guy like when and when she saw that she drew me, she was like, "Yes, quick knockout tonight." Oh no! I was just like, you know. And then we come back out, and I go to my coach, and I'm like, "I'm fighting that guy over there." <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, I even saw my coach be like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and he was like, "No, no, no, good, good, good. We got this. We got yeah, this." Yeah. But I was, I mean, I, you know, fear and, and scared was not even, I mean, I was a kid. And yeah. I remember, like, you know, going to the bathroom and, you know, I start putting on my trunks and everything. And I'm, like, shaking. And I, I, I was scared. I was afraid. And I remember uh, my coach's brother, he saw me and he looked at me. And he's like, are you afraid? And I was like, you know, I didn't want to like answer him, mm -hmm. but my 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 eyes uh, teared up. And he's like, "Listen, kid, if you weren't afraid, you wouldn't be human." Right. He's like, right. "Here, but just don't let it paralyze you." Right. He's like, "Feel that fear and get it uh, along with your love, your passion, everything, and just get it." And when that bell rings you let it unleash on that girl wow, wow. and that right there changed my life forever Look so it is so it yes. is like a switch you yeah. just you just ha it, it just takes a little practice it just takes practice but right. the more you do it the better you become at it but yeah, i remember true. yes and i remember that when that bell rang on that fight I swear, I mean, and, and there's videos of this, but I just remember oh, cool. that I um, that I remember what my coach's brother John, his name is John as well, um, said to me. And when that bell rang, that switch just went off, and I don't know what happened, but I just went off on that girl. Do you know that I knocked her out in the first <laughs> round? What? <laughs> Wow! Amazing, amazing. I, and if you see, I, and I, I mean, uh, somewhere I have a picture, but 
if you see um, the picture, I have a picture of my first fight ever that after that fight. And I didn't even know, I mean, it was my first fight ever and everything. And I'm like at the end posing with my coach like this, crying. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even, I, I didn't even know how to pose like a real boxer or anything. I was just a kid. Like and yeah, but I exactly. I, I, okay, it's all, it's all good. It's all good, you know. <laughs> so, that's but, amazing. You know, it, um, fear is something we all we all feel, you right. know. And the and and the secret is not to let it paralyze you and feel it and just keep moving forward you know yeah, yeah. there's there's times on the mountains that you see like this big opening in the earth and you know you have to and they're called crevasses mm. you know you have to cross them and you have to cross them without you know without that you know i can't say without that fear but just with faith and just keep moving forward because yeah. if you if you lack too long, you will fall into them. Right. right. So, 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 aye, yeah. Aye, aye. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, you know, it, 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 it's just that thing. You know, it, it, it's it's applying them to real life too. You know, when when all this COVID happened, how many people were afraid to yeah. leave their home? Yep. To, you yeah, know, exactly. I, exactly. I would. I, I, you know, when COVID first started. Um, there wasn't a vaccine yet mm. and i and i was there like i had to buy groceries for my mother um and i had to go to work take the train and everything and you know when it during all that i was right there in the yeah. center of it all and mm. i i didn't i didn't get covid i didn't get infected and you know i i just I just knew that I was going to be okay. Yeah. So, faith, you know, too, you know, you have such strong faith and conviction and you have such strong mental strength, you know, it's like all part of it. You know, the fear is like, it's a normal part of all of us, really. You know, it's like you, we, that's what makes us actually grow as people is to confront the fear and then to keep going. That's how you grow, you know, as a, as a person. I mean, the fear, the uh, climbing, I mean, I have fear climbing into my bed. So, <laughs> and that's pretty high for him. Yeah, that's pretty it's a big, a big bet. But you know, I'm able to, <laughs> I'm able to kind of like just confront it, keep moving forward, have my wife give me a little boost, and <laughs> and I sleep nice and tidy. But I want, I wanted to, because we're at we're at 50 minutes. I can't believe it. Wow. But I, I, I wanted to actually uh, uh, talk a little bit about. Um, when you the Golden Glove, you were on the ticket with uh, with uh, Camacho, right? With Hector Camacho. Um, yes, I mean, is that a story? Uh, is there a story there? Just uh... yeah, I mean, <laughs> he um, I fought on a card in Kissimmee, Kissimmee, Florida. Right. right. Yes, um, and uh, he was the main event, and I was a co-main event. Wow. Um, and we were in the same dressing room, and. It was it was definitely to me, you know, as a female boxer, and I, I you know, it was um, my second my second professional fight. But because women's boxing is 
still some some sort of novelty you know um at least my fights were always the either the main or the co-main event Mm. um so it to me it was like surreal to be in the same dressing room as macho camacho and i remember like he was one of the ones um the fight fighters that i saw when i was small Mm-hmm. on tv with my you know yeah. um with my father and i was just like i used to watch him when i was a little kid yeah, um there, I, there he I, is. <laughs> I yeah i saw him fight on tv uh uh Ch- chavez chavez yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah so i was yeah. like oh my gosh and we're on the same card and I, you know he fights after me so to me it was surreal but he uh, he definitely is uh a character <laughs> definitely a character and he was walking around in the dressing room with a hole in his underwear so <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> yeah that's just pretty much sounds like <laughs> yeah i mean he's such a great fighter and i know we uh we we lost him way too soon and he had a lot of issues yeah. and stuff but just uh as far as an entertainer that that must have been a thrill to be able to to see him and to to see that it's you know to experience that Yes, yes, yeah. I, I think that it was, it, I think it was a little bit of just, uh, uh, yes, because <laughs> I, I, I used to watch him on TV as a kid sure. and to be even on the same card um, yeah. was definitely, um, I felt privileged. I, I definitely Absolutely. felt privileged. That's awesome. <laughs> Excuse this cough. I apologize, everyone. So as we're we're closing up here, one of the things that George and I always do and um, is we ask our guests to kind of give the audience a little bit of a call to action, something that they can do. You know, we're coming out of this uh, horrendous uh, two and a half years now. There's still a lot of people that are still in that fear to, to actually make the, the move and to keep moving forward. Um, do you have any words of, of encouragement for them? Yes, uh, you know, and and throughout this pandemic, one of the things that really changed um, my outlook and my perspective on life was um, was giving back. You mm-hmm. know, um, so in, especially in today's world, um, I think we, uh, although goals and incentives are incredibly important because it helps you have purpose and keep moving forward but i also feel like that you know volunteering your time helping giving back is also really rewarding and um and just making a difference in someone else's life you know is 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 something that changed um, my life and i started that right right at the start of the pandemic i was like okay this is i've always wanted to do this and i started um volunteering at least once a week sometimes more at um food pantries delivering food to those in need um and it's become a passion of mine if i can do it more i would do it more but i just felt like you know it's it's karma you know, all the love, all the good that you put out into this world, somehow, some way that comes back to you. Yeah. So that if there was anything that I would, you know, um, in a, a, a tip or an advice to anybody, you know, when I'm feeling um, 
a little bit, you know, uh, lost or just like I need that something. Um, volunteering my time is just does wonders for the soul. That's great. I love that. Yes. Well, your your uh, life and you have a long way to go, but so far it's like an amazing film. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I hope that you're documenting it to put out a memoir or a book at some point because uh, it is an incredible story because not only did you achieve all, all these thing, amazing things that you're achieving, but you also had to persevere early on with, uh, you know, you were dealt a rough card early on and you still managed to get through that. And here you are like doing this amazing work. So you said earlier about dreamers, are you a dreamer? You know, dreamers really are the ones that create the future, you know, so you're creating a, a great future for all of us and especially for Latinos and, uh, you know, um, really, really making uh, uh, us proud and you're doing an amazing job. So I just want to congratulate you and thank you so much for being on the show. No, thank you guys for having me. And yes, that's uh, that's uh, definitely a goal and that I hope is going to come true soon. I've been working on it, I think, um, all my life. Uh, but a memoir is coming out soon um, called Great. Courage, the book. And, wow. um, awesome. and it documents everything. But I'm a, a little bit of a perfectionist, and there's definitely things that I've been editing and correcting. But um, hopefully, hopefully soon. <laughs> well, we're definitely, definitely looking forward to that. So thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Uh, thank, thank you. Patricia El Sabel. I'll call you Patty Boom Boom if that's okay. <laughs> Thank you so Absolutely. much for being on the show. Thank you guys. It's a pleasure. Pleasure. Wow. Wow. I mean, there it is. There it you know, is. So I many, mean, you meet so many people that complain about things. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and it almost makes you like when you meet somebody like like Patty, it almost makes you like. What are you? How can you complain? I mean, look at what 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 she's been able to achieve under such uh, tough, you know, circumstances, and not only achieve them, but achieve them well to championship level. You correct, know? and You're that's correct. Kind of stuff that, that and at the end, but that's at the end. And the great thing about that is that she, you, you know, it's almost like her upbringing because it was a rough upbringing. She actually used that in a positive way. Correct. Correct. And, 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 you know, cause she could have gone different ways with that, yeah, right? yeah. but, but you use it in a positive way and look what happens, you know, I mean, look what kind of life you can lead the inspiration. Yeah. Exactly. And the inspiration that she's creating for other Correct. young girls and young boys out there that are going through stuff that you can still keep going and you can do something special. Definitely. You just got to believe in yourself and uh, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much everyone for tuning in. We appreciate you very much. We will see you again next week, right here, counterpartshow.com and all over YouTube and all over the other places, uh, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern standard time. Thank you, George Batista. Thank, Thank you, you for watching. See you next week. And as always, peace. peace.